Dun, and dun. we are back. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, hold on. That's, if that's it, right? No. No, I'm not doing... Oh. Dun, 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 pop science. Spooky. Key. Happy for us, it's October 1st. First. It's spooky season. Woohoo! Spooky season is... Uh, do you think they know who's talking? Yeah. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> do they? I don't know. Anyway, that just crossed my mind. I was like, I don't know if they could tell, like, this is Ashton and you're Madison. This is Madison. This is Ashton. We sound the same. No, we don't. It's spooky season and this is Ashton talking. I feel like I have to, like, tell them it's me every time. Like, an old person trying to, like, text. Like, it's me. <laughs> Love, Ashton. Um, But I'm pumped. And I was trying to sing the Halloween theme song. But I can't get it right. I think it's because it's like a specific tone. Yeah. Because it kind of sounds like a superhero theme if we keep singing it. Mm-hmm. Like Spider Pig. Which I guess it is for like Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she's like a pretty... Is she a superhero now? In that movie, isn't she kind of like the hero? Oh yeah, she's the definitely the heroine of the movie. Yeah. Um. So, fun fact... Uh. Kyle Richards was in the original. She was the little girl that she was babysitting. Her she was babysitting the little girl and the little boy. And now she's a real housewife, Beverly Hills, and she is Paris Hilton's aunt. But anyways, that's not the point. Um, I'm gonna do a whole episode on Kyle Richards as a person, but she's in the remake. That's right, I saw that. Yeah, so she was in the promos and I think she's I think that's her scene in the remake, which is so cool because like she all these her, years. I think that was her first movie. She only did a couple of things, but that's like her most notable acting. They did a, uh, they did one last year too. Oh, there's been like 18. Oh. Yeah, it's been since the 70s. They've consistently done. Halloween, I think, is the most redone or sequeled movie of all, like, not of all time, but like scary movie. Like, it's the Uh, most that I consistently see redone sure yeah yeah because like fast and furious they have a lot <laughs> like, fast and furious 19 yeah it's like now um now that's what i call music yeah yeah now 21 wait we're on like now 80 oh but i thought it went by year the other day i saw an instagram or like a tiktok like with throwback songs oh i can't remember which one it was but i was like i remember listening to this it was with christina aguilera and snoop dogg i can't remember what the song is now but it's like a very like one-off hit like 2000 the year 2000 and it was on my now that's what i call music edition probably like 15 see i thought i had like now 2001 and it had skater girl skater boy what's it called they're by numbers wait what skater boy is that what it's called avril lavigne yeah skater Skater boy Boy. that was the first one on there that would have been probably now like Let's do some research. Do some research on the nows, but it's literally we're on like now eighty three. Skater boy, now that's what I call music. It was on three. Okay, that's close. Five, three. Yeah, two thousand what? Two thousand four. Uh, two thousand (laughs) three. Now that's what I call music. Three. Um. So smart, y'all. Fun facts about me. 
Um, I have a freaky good memory. Like, I just remember things. Although, sometimes I remember things not as they happened. Like, I could have sworn to you up until about three years ago. So, this is a little story time. So, I just remember vaguely, no, what is it, vividly, <laughs> when I was learning to drive, my dad told me, do not pump gas in the rain. Like, he told me that when I was, like, 15, learning to drive. Okay. Years later, I think I was 22 or 23, as definitely after college, I was riding around with my dad, and it was raining, and I was like, crap, I need gas. I guess I'll get it tomorrow. And he was like, no, let's just go get gas right now. And I was like, dad, we can't. It's raining. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you told me I can't pump gas in the rain. And he was like, I should. I've never said that to you and my wife. That's not true. And he was like, this whole time, you would avoid getting gas because it was raining. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I thought it was going to, like, make the car blow up or something. <laughs> My mom has something like that. Like, her dad apparently told her if there's, if you see those big trucks at the gas station. Oh, that's real. Uh, you don't, I know for a fact you don't pump gas when they're refilling the station. Uh, that's real. Okay. But the rain, I'm sorry, I just cut you off. But <laughs> no, no, no. Shut it down. That's, that's real. it. Yeah. Okay. And you're not supposed to have your collar on when it rains. Oh, last weekend when we were in Memphis, I was briefly in to go home. And as I'm pumping gas, Molly started the car. And I was like, I'm going to die. Why? Oh, no. And she's like, oh, crap, forgot. And like took it off. And I was like, I'm going to blow up. My dad used to like, he, I guess he was a risk taker, but he really just thought he was the exception to every rule. And we, we would be sitting in the car. He would never cut the car off. And he oh. would just pump the gas. Me and my brother were like five and six in the car. <laughs> he was like, it's fine. Yeah, he was like, probably not going to happen. I don't, I would love to know that, I'd love to know the science behind that. Yeah. But that's another day, another story. Another day, another dollar. Another day, another dime. Okay, guys, so we're back. We're um, back. After a brief hiatus because Madison got a boyfriend and I got depression. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're settling back into a routine. So we are. Yeah. Come yeah. back era. Yeah. We're getting our lives back to a rhythm where both like just focusing on our health in lots of different ways. Yeah. Self focusing on just like not ourselves. But yes, we are focusing on. I like the word rhythm a lot. I like the idea of not like, I like the idea of because it's what do I want to say here? I don't like super strict routine, even though I thrive on routine, but then I feel smothered. But the idea of rhythm feels a little bit more flowy, like it's it's not necessarily I have to do this or I'll die, but it's like I know what things make me feel like I'm working at my optimal. A capacity yeah so like I know moving my body I know eating vegetables and drinking water I know reading my bible I know um that's about it yeah I mean that like, yeah that's literally the same I need touch with people like I need like touch points with people throughout the day or the week yeah like scripture reading prayer and food yeah, like and nutrition. sleep. Like I really prioritize sleep too. Yeah, rest. Madison never texts me back when I'm frantically sending her 15 TikToks in the middle of the night. Yeah, my phone goes on do not disturb at 8:45 every night. It's been set like that for 
Over a year. I said it that way right before I started grad school. Yeah. It's a um, healthy thing, I think. It's really healthy. I order blue light glasses, and I'm hoping that helps. And then I'm I'm getting back on my, like, no, no screen time after 9.30. Oh, geez. I'm not like that because sometimes I love to scroll Reddit into the night. Yeah. I just get... If people me. talk to me, I get, like, wound up. You get your energy? Yeah, I'm like... An extrovert? I guess. None of them are you. Extrovert? <laughs> like, that's why I can't answer the phone sometimes. If I'm already, like, wound down, and then someone calls me, it's I'm like, like... Oh, so you're an introvert. It's going to take it out of you. No. I will get rewound up if I answer the phone. Yeah. When I've already done the effort to wind down. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I, sometimes I just can't answer the phone. I think, for me, I think it's genuinely the blue light stimulating my mind. And my mind's never... Like, I've been looking at a screen since I was 10 years old. And I haven't stopped. <laughs> and it's so, like, my brain's, like, fritzing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I can't wait to see how that translates to a podcast. Because I just did, like, a little, like... <laughs> but obviously no one can picture see it that. in your mind picture people. it feel it be one in the moment okay wait while we talk about tiktok i'm dying because i'm obsessed i'm obsessed with the tiktok about the girl who visited her boyfriend at college have you seen it no okay y'all if you are listening to this and you watch tiktok did you send it couch today? talk huh is that the one you sent us today no but i sent it to my sister because i was really like I was getting emotionally disturbed by it because I don't know who to believe. So, it's a TikTok of this girl. You know, like, they'll do, like, reunion TikToks or whatever. So, this girl is visiting her boyfriend at college. His college. So, I'm assuming it's a long-distance situation. And it's, like, to the Ellie Golden song that's, like, really popular right now. It's like, so fun, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's, like, really, like, lovey-dovey, like, montage great. And she walks in, she's like her suitcase, she's like, this girl probably flew to see her boyfriend. And it looks like a city. I'm overanalyzing this, but it looks like a city. So I'm thinking he's in like Chicago, New York, something. I don't know, I'm just sure my mind goes. But long story short, the internet freaked out because she walks into this video. Okay, can we pause? You just have to watch it. You have to watch it. Pause the recording? Pause the recording, because I'm not going to play on the recording. Pause it. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. We're back. Madison just watched it. Madison... What is your initial reaction to that video? I didn't really have one. And you're just like, okay. So here's the thing. When I watched it, I was like, oh, this is kind of cringy. Like for some reason, I was just like, it just showed up on my For You page. This was before it blew up. And I watched it and I was like, this is cringy, like awkward, like college love, like whatever. And maybe I'm a little jaded. I don't know. So anyways, didn't think anything of it. It's blown up. It's gotten over millions of views and like all these recreates because the entire internet is saying that he was cheating on her or like he was flirting with one of the girls on the couch because like and they've like done this full analysis with the video like screenshot um frame by frame and it's like the the girl moves over as she enters and like they're like the boyfriend didn't get up when you get up for your girlfriend which is true but he also just made me like a stupid 19 year old boy like they don't yeah or like really surprised yeah and then like there's this whole debate of like she had his phone and her hand was on his back and it's like the vibe the whole thing is like you watch that video and like something's off there's like three girls three guys in the apartment originally and they're thinking like something's going on anyways she 
like swears that he was not cheating on her and that he was excited to see her and they're like happy and in a relationship still but the whole internet is basically like your boyfriend's cheating on you from um, that video from that people video. are making that assumption from that video yes and they're doing it and now they're analyzing it a lot and but like i think he something was he was off in the video that's wow. like let me just say okay i just want to say that little 45 second video that had no impact on me people are literally dissecting it yes frame by frame they're like oh the phone was here oh the phone was here and she's like the phone was in his lap they're like the girl handed him the phone and her hand was on his back if you look you could see her thumb in this frame for like 0.2 seconds but like it's on my it's it's showing up on my for you i don't know why and now it's definitely going to and i just like i don't know what to believe but why do you have to believe something? Well, because I feel bad that the whole internet is telling this girl that her boyfriend's cheating That's on right. Her. Like, why <laughs> is it their place to tell her how her boyfriend or her feel about their relationship but based I, on a 45-second video? But I also think her boyfriend might be, like, cheating on her. Not cheating, but, but, but like, what evidence is there? The and vibes like, were all... <laughs> the vibes through a TikTok, who, which also he was caught off guard. I'm not saying he is or isn't. I'm just saying yeah. it's like really dumb for someone to insert themselves into someone's relationship. I know. And that's like the thing is like, she's like, this isn't your blah, blah, blah. But, and this is actually kind of tying into my topic a little bit, but like she did put it on the internet for public consumption. But also, yeah, it's just, so to, anyways, it's, it's been plaguing me. And I sent it to my sister and she was like, so my sister is has a kid, married, pregnant with the second kid, just moved house, like living her life. She's 30 years old. She's like, Ashton, I could not care less about this. Like, there's there's like no part of me that wants to talk about this. But I'm like, it's bothering me. I mean, I will rewatch it. I'll- if you watch it with the lens of something might be wrong with this video. It's like, maybe it's just confirmation bias. But if you watch it and you, like, notice, oh, the girl just shifted over towards her friends. Oh, the guy's face when she walks in. Oh, the guy's faces that are in the room that have that, like, oh, shoot, look, like, boy just got busted type situation. So none of them knew that she was coming. No one in that apartment knew she was showing up. I don't think so. And then, like, it looks like the guys were, like, oh. And, like, they're, like, 19, 18 years old. I'm assuming they're freshmen in college. And so... Because, like, who visits after freshman year? Yeah. You have your own friends. But anyways, um, they had, like, that look of, like, oh, it's kind of funny he got caught. But, like, he got caught. So, situation, you know, like, guys that age don't take anything seriously. I mean, shoot, guys already don't take anything seriously. She was taking it seriously to travel and visit. I, that's the, that's the thing. And I'm assuming they hadn't seen each other in a while. There's a lot of assumptions going on in this. Too. I love assuming things. Because usually I'm right. Just saying. I have a, I have an intuition about me. But anyways, I'm not saying one way or the other, but couch guy TikTok has been plaguing me today. Mind you, I'm a full-grown woman with a full-time corporate job and, like, a life. I guess not really. That's yeah, no, my yes, you do. You do. Anyways, so that's my update. Couch okay. guy TikTok. <laughs> can we edit that out nope no because <laughs> i think that's our thing like i think a theme of our show is that we do not edit yeah because we're that's not we're not we're not trying to do like we want this to be a conversation yeah 
And so like, yeah, while we do put some effort into like our content, I'm not gonna edit it and like make it sound perfect. One, because I don't know how. Two, I don't really figure it out. And three, it doesn't feel on brand for either of us no. to do that. No, I'm a very average person. Yeah, like I just wanna like, no, that's not true, I wanna be perfect with everything. So what are, what are your updates? Uh, uh, <laughs> I love that TikTok so I have been watching, so a few weeks ago, I was freaking out in my living room and nobody cared, um, but the SpaceX launched an oh, Inspiration4 and everyone I texted didn't text me back or didn't care. Oh, I would love to insert here that I did not receive a text. No, I didn't text you, Ashton. You know I love space. I texted Sarah Kate and she told me that she was not on YouTube at the moment. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, this is not your normal YouTube. This is a live stream of Inspiration4 launch. Anyways, all that to say, there's a documentary mm -hmm. on Netflix about the Inspiration4 crew and preparation for the launch. And it's really good. And it's inspiring me. Like, maybe I want to go to space. Um, I, could, I could definitely. Like, I think if anyone could handle being an astronaut, it would be you. Well, that's the thing. Like, you need to be in the military first. No, that's the thing. SpaceX oh, is yeah, doing... Oh, yeah, that's right. This was the first all-civilian launch. No no person on the spacecraft was an astronaut. That's right. I forget that it's now, like, commercial. Oh. I would support you going to space. I think you would handle it very well. I just... Before I came over, I was, like, Googling, like, SpaceX careers. Do they need a aerospace physiologist? Because if so... I would love to do that. I can do that. I would love to do Wait, that. Excuse me, sir. Do Please. you need me to uh, investigate how your body changes in space? Excuse me, sir. Do you need help organizing and understanding your data? Okay, here's the thing, though. If you go to space, you have to bring back a rock. I know it's not allowed. No, these people care. didn't get on the moon. They went, but they did go. No, no, no. Listen, they went. This was the furthest humans have gone since the Apollo. Did they get out? No, That's this stupid. They didn't even get out. Ashton, no. This was the furthest that a human has gone in a very long time. They went past the International Space Station on a flight that had zero astronauts on it. I'm wrong. That's insane. Their hope is like if you go to SpaceX's website, they talk about hopes and dreams for the future. You know, it's a fun fact. I have zero desire to go to space. Sounds awful. You lose, like, ten years of bone mass for five minutes in space. I don't have a desire necessarily to go into space, but I would love, like, I was, like, crying looking at Mission Control. Yeah. Like. With, like, a headset? Oh, that'd be so cute. Like, I was, a headset. I literally, I have a video on my phone. Like, I videoed it live on my phone. Because I'm like, why, does no, why is nobody else hyped up about this? Like. Just another Tuesday. I, it literally, I was like. Y'all, there's a space launch. My mom, I texted her and my Why brother. Didn't they, text me? they didn't text me back. I was like, y'all. I, I don't want to keep doing the podcast anymore. You didn't text me. No, let's do it. I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to get into today's topics because I got some goodies. Yeah. I'm ready. Cool. Oh, are we just going to do it in one swipe? You want to or no? Let's, let's, um... Let's take a break, enter our little transitional music, and then we'll come back. All right, y'all. See you on the other side. 
Yay! But you just paused it so there's not gonna be any transition music. You didn't start a new clip. That's okay. It's fine. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's fine. I think like some people may know, but it's fine. Okay, so. It is spooky season. I'm scared. No, I'm not scared. <laughs> I can't do cool. I can't do G. Okay. Yeah, for this week. <laughs> um, so it's spooky season. So my theme for October podcast is obviously spooky. Spooky. But I wanted to kind of ease us into the waters, you know, kind of just like um wade on in, feel it, let it like start out at our like ankles and then like yeah. it moves to the knees and then it starts to hit and then it hits your stomach it's like a little cold, cold and you just kind of like jump in yeah so we're at the the like mid calf area right okay now. okay tonight i'm gonna talk about true crime say it again tonight i'm going <laughs> to talk about true crime okay all encompassing as a genre okay okay so because it's Listen, our literal society is rampant with true crime, especially right now. Like, I'm, we're not going to get into it because literally everyone's talking about it. But, like, there is an actual, well, there's a lot of cases right now. But, like, the Gabby Pepito thing or whatever her last name is. I don't want to say it. Like, that's unfolding. Petito. Petito, that's right. That's unfolding before our eyes. And, like, I personally don't like true crime cases as they develop because I want all the information. Like, I want it all at once. Um, but I have been kind of paying attention to what's been going on. Anyways, we're obsessed with it. Like, our culture and society is obsessed. I just want to go on the record and say that me and my mom were ahead of the curve on this. I was, like, six years old watching Dateline every Friday yes. night. Yes! I would watch, with not really true crime, but I would watch Dr. Phil with my mom. And he dipped into that, yeah. obviously. Like, America's Most Wanted. Yeah, and, like, I remember when Natalie Hollow, Holiday or Holloway? Holloway. She was from Alabama. Yes, when she went missing, and then the girl that was taken in the middle of the night, Elizabeth Smart. Anyways, so, true crime, as a definition that I found off the internet. Also, I got a lot of hodgepodge sources, so I'll probably just put them all in show notes, because I did just kind of, like, pick and choose, and I'm mostly just going off of, like, what I know about true crime. Which is a lot. Um, <laughs> Same. I have seen every single episode. Every single episode of Law & Order SVU. Every single episode. Probably more than once. Definitely once. Okay. <laughs> so, true crime defined as a genre across a range of formats. And it has a changing focus, but true crime narratives provide entertainment as well as information on insight to how crime and punishment unfolds in the societies that we live in. So that's some, you know, and true crime could be anything. Typically we focus on murder um, for the purpose of just like broad strokes. That's what we're focusing on tonight. Um, but, you know, it could be like heist, uh, anything that's a crime. Um, sex trafficking. There's a great uh, there's a great documentary on Netflix about a uh, art heist, like art crime. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, but art crime is like highbrow stuff. There's a I recommend it. There's a documentary on Netflix about an art heist, and it is wild. I kind of want to. I've always wanted to be a part of that. It's, but I'm not smooth enough. Like I don't lie well. It's a cool one. 
three-part series, I think. It's not a big commitment, but... I'll have to watch it. Okay. We'll link it in the show notes. So, here's the thing about your crime. It's everywhere. Um, it's a universal situation all across the country. We're obsessed with your crime. I would argue mainly in, like, modern society. Or, not modern. Um, that's a weird way to put it. It's not as um, sensational in, like, third-world countries. They have actual things to worry about. Well... I say that. Any comments I make that could be derived as insensitive towards true crime and murder, I'm so sorry. I am a little desensitized. But, you know, if you have, like, a country full of starving people, they're not really focused on who was murdered. You know what I mean? So, anyways. Well, and they may not have the means for it to blow up. Like it, it does exactly. They don't, when they don't have the, uh, the technology to really, like, publicize it. So, the thing about true crime that I found interesting, I didn't know this. So, this is one thing I didn't know. True crime has been around for as long as we can tell, and even dates back to the 1400s when Europeans would read what they called murder pamphlets, which were essentially just like tabloids of cases that had happened in the local areas. So this has been a thing, and the media slash the press have had their toes in it from the very beginning, okay? Um, so to go into a little history about true crime, um, Cain and Abel, the first murder, Cain and Abel, <laughs> like really rude, <laughs> like, like dude, yeah, what the heck, anyways, yeah, um, but we're not going that far back, hey, I think that touches on bounty hunting too, Cain and Abel, yeah. Like, was he bounty hunted? No, but like there was a warning like, hey, you can't go after this guy. Even though he killed his brother, if you were to kill him. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the cause like, well, then you get into some territory I don't want to get into tonight. Yeah, but I was just saying. That's, yeah. That's the first murder. <laughs> the first murder. <laughs> so, anywho, back in um, 1827, Thomas De Quincey wrote a notorious essay called on murder considered as one of the fine arts um it was published in blackwoods magazine which was a prominent magazine back in the time and this is known as the early precursor to inkle blood which we all know from our english classes in 10th grade was truman capote's like signature work about the clutter family murders so that is kind of like where it not where it started in the press obviously because they were having murder pamphlets but like it was it's kind of like known in the literary world as like this is a this is something like you can write about this topic and people will read it yada 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 so um some notable cases throughout the 20th century no which i always screw this up the 19th century yes 20th is the 19s yes i'm right you're the right 20th century the 19s yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of my, not favorites, if I say favorite, I don't mean that as in like, it's just interesting. Yeah. One it, that got you, one hooked. that captured your attention. And this is a, um, this is a bucket list item of mine because you can actually go to this place. But in 1912, the Basilica, uh, Basilica Axe murders, um, you can go to the house. Uh, they went on Destination Fear. That's right. Mm-hmm. They stayed on Destina- Destination Fear. And I don't know if you can stay in the house. as like a plain Jane. I think they had to get social permission. But you can go. It's like a museum now. I'd love to go. How did they not hear them? 
anyways, that's the same thing with the Amitabille murders. How did they not hear the gunshots? How did the family not wake up? There was no drugs in their system. Oh, I listened to something like that today on Crime Junkie. Oh, was it the hammer murder? See? Yeah. See? Uh, it is in our everyday true crime. Well, yeah, it's in my everyday. Yeah. Your everyday. Because <laughs> we're not normal. There are, no, actually, we're going to get into that. We are very normal. Um, Hang on. It was the Keddy Cabin Killer. Oh, yes. And that is what the movie... Um, Strangers. The Strangers is. Um, oh based gosh, off of. I don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. That okay. is based off of that murder. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. There's um, a big black window right here next to us recording. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just not go there. Um. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And then, uh, actually, I lied. This is the murder that probably got me into true crime when I found out about it. Black Dahlia murder in the 1940s. I thought. It it's wild. No. 1947. Yeah. Which, yeah, for some, I don't know why. It was why. like right off the cusp of World War II, right? Yeah, right but off. I thought it was in the 20s because the, the way it's like been recreated always seems like the 20s to me. But yeah. I guess it's all technically similar. Yeah. It's similar. Um, and then we know, we all know that like literally nothing bad happened in the 50s because everybody was going to church and like behaving. And like soaking in like family time. Yeah. And like the American dream was essentially really born and people were kind of living these like self-actualized lives but then of course that wasn't enough so then they all got on drugs and the sexual revolution happened and drugs happened and then we got all the serial killers which wasn't coined until the 70s but you know the 60s 70s era was really heavy on serial killers like because they could get away with it you know like a bundy can't get away with it today i have so many questions in my head do you want to do it now or later? I'm just, it's just really interesting that coming off of that was born essentially like public mental illness. Like, yeah. Like, publicized, like, you're, something is wrong. And they started looking at it, like, at a federal level. These are the characteristics of someone who. Yeah. Like when they say profiling this way. is what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, also, I think it's just very interesting, and I'd love to, I would probably dig deeper, but like coming off of such a pure and wholesome time, and like I'm not saying the 50s was perfect, obviously, but like essentially it was like the, the glory days, if we'll say that. Yeah, happy days. And then the introduction of sexual revolution, freedom, and drugs enters the picture, and now we're entering into more. Dr- I don't know. I just I feel like those would have to be in the scientific terms, at least correlated. correlated. Yeah, maybe not like causing it, or probably, yeah. but uh, if there's at least the fact that that happened. There's a strong correlation for sure. Exactly. That's so interesting. So, and then dipping into the '80s with Satanic Panic, which was like. Everyone's a devil worshiper. You got the Manson family situation, which was technically, I think, the late 70s, but then that, like, dipped us into satanic panic, and then you have, like, all these, like... Um, Son of Sam. Son of Sam, and then um, I just think of, like, all, like, the one-offs. I don't remember their names, but, like, a lot of, like, like the cheerleader murder where she was, like, killed at the front. Just people just started losing it, essentially. Yeah. And then the 90s, where all the rich kids were hyped up on cocaine and started killing people... I think of the um, the um, the murder in Central Park where the friend like killed her. They did an SVU episode based off of it, and also um, there's a killer song based off of it. 
I'm not sure I know it. Maybe it's Jenny. Anyways, um, yeah, this guy like basically was like partying all night, never had consequences, got mad because his friend rejected him or a girl he knew rejected him and murdered her in Central Park. Um, and that happened a lot in the 90s because there was a lot of that happening. Um, school shootings, the stuff like that. And then current day true crime, which I find fascinating because current day true crime is like the ones that come to my mind are very usually sexually motivated or like relationship motivated. Like I'm thinking of Jodi Arias. I'm thinking of Casey Anthony. Um, that one wasn't like sexually motivated, but like she wanted, she, she wanted to like not have a kid anymore. So it was like selfish and she wanted the party lifestyle. Like, I don't know, she's like 24 or five or something like that. Which on the record, she's innocent. Did they find her innocent? I've sat in my living room. Oh, that's That right. whole summer and watched that case Wait, every I'm, day. Allegedly, I'm so sorry I forgot because we all know that allegedly she probably did it. But, um, allegedly. Oh, that's right. And you know what I remember when they, the day they read the verdict, I was working the snowball stand and I was listening to it and I was pissed. I was like, there's no way. Something happened. I don't know if she like straight up killed her, but like she was somehow either involved or responsible at, at any level. That's kind of how I feel about the Gabby Pepito case. Like at some point, he's somehow responsible because of how he handled the aftermath. Oh, I got so much to say about Casey Anthony. Well, we can do that another day. Yeah, maybe that'll be your case. Anyways, so, and then Jodi Arias, which she was guilty, like, found guilty, and also, like, straight up had, like, pictures of her, like, killing him. So sad. And then, um... Amanda Knox. Okay, she was found innocent. Yep. I don't think she did it. I think she's just weird. But a... But a... A yeah. popular case. Wait, yeah, they're all like really attractive young women. The um Olympic runner? Or was that Oh yeah, the guy who shot his allegedly shot his girlfriend. I think he got away with it too. Um didn't he lose a leg? He um I think he has prosthetics. Yeah, he has a prosthetic leg. Yeah. And then um and then getting into like the later two thousand tens where we've got like uh, Luca Mangata, which was the whole web sleuth thing. There's a great documentary on Netflix about that. Um, and then we've got what's another notable case? Those are all the ones I listed. You you think they'd come a little bit? Oh, the guy with um the guy with leaves that stole a little girl. They can have a little girl, the tree guy. That's uh, like a more niche one. But if you like listen to true crime podcasts, you would have heard about. No, there's the guy who. Sorry, the guy who killed his parents in Florida. Yeah, that was... And then threw a party. Was his name Tyler? I don't, I don't remember. Know, but I know that he's yeah. like... He killed his parents, threw a huge rager. And they were in their bedroom. He, like, had them piled on their bed. Like, they were upstairs. And he... In the bedroom. They were still in there. He threw the party, and he kept... He just kept piling furniture on top of them. Crazy. He, like, was rolling on Molly, and he, like, told his friend. He, he told like, his friend. Hey, my parents are dead upstairs. And he showed him. And then his friend, like, took a picture with him before he called the cops. Yeah. So weird. Anyways. So, all that to say. Oh, no, no, no. One more I wanted to talk about. Because me and my mom talked about it on our drive to Pensacola. The one that, um, the mom, I think, is still missing. They had four kids. The mom and dad had separated. The mom's missing. And then... 
But the dad is like under suspicion and then they find him in the garage trying to commit suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning. That was like very recent in the last like two years. I know the Chris Watts case. Oh, well that's a big one. And then I know that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. You can keep talking. I'll let you know. If I... I just... Uh, so, this obviously, you can tell by the tone of our voice. It peaks. It gets us go. Like, we are interested. We're engaged. We're talking We can about recall it. cases. We can recall <laughs> cases. Like, there are things that we know about the criminal justice system that, like, when would we ever do that? So, the reason I bring all this up is because why are we so interested? Like, what is the draw of true crime to just, like, the normal... Like, I will be sitting at my desk working away doing like if it's like a task that's like more data driven so like i'm just like working on a worksheet or a spreadsheet or something for work and i just need to get it done put on a murder podcast and it's like that tiktok's like her arms were cut off her legs were cut that off. was me today was i was my windows were up and i was getting my oil change and it was like blood was on the floor the yes. windows and i was like i hope they don't hear it exactly <laughs> so why are we so why are we so so that, there's actually been a lot of, not a lot of research, but there has been research. Like, this is something that has been noted, and people are like, okay, that's happening. Let's see if we can figure out why. So, here are some working theories um, or ideas or levels, would be a better word, that one of the articles used of, like, why we're interested. So, number one is pure curiosity. Humans, at a, like, normal primitive level, we're nosy. We like to know things. And, like, when someone acts completely opposite of how we would act it like piques our interest so it's like i know that if i were to have an affair and lose all my family's money i genuinely in my heart of hearts don't think my response would be to kill my husband and children like I, my brain doesn't work that way like i would kill myself before anything if i like i know it's got dark but like my my brain does not work that way of like oh i gotta like fix this so y'all are gone which is the thought process usually of a family annihilator of like this narcissistic view of oh i've made it too bad for you i'm just going to take you out of the equation so that you don't have to suffer but really it's just they want to yeah exactly disgusting but like that's not how my mind works and so like to see a chris watts sit here and just want to be a single dude and his response to that, instead of just, like, I mean, it still sucks, but, like, he could have just divorced his wife and, like, made it work and, like, figured out a new normal for his family, just decides to kill him. He's like, oh, just, like, you're in the picture and you need to be out, so I'm going to remove you from this narrative. And, like, that thought process to me is, like, what in your mind tells you that that's even an option? So there's this curiosity element of, like, I just... It's different. I don't know why we would do that. Um, also, another level is that we are in some way or form relieved that we are not the victim. So it helps us empathize without actually being connected to a tragic situation. So we get to like kind of proxy empathize. And like obviously like we can feel deep grief for people who are victims of murder, specifically crime. Um, and but not have to get too close to the situation. Like we're still degrees removed from it. So we don't have to actually, unless we know someone personally who is a victim of crime, murder, sexual assault, whatever you want to call it, uh, or whatever, pick your flavor. Um, 
but yeah so it's this idea of like we can kind of like manage that by not being the victim but which brings me to my next point which i think is for me really the most interesting and probably the second like if i had a tear on it would be pure curiosity and then the last one would be relief and then this one which would be it helps with our own survival methods because i know that i've listened to podcasts especially like i survive podcasts where it's like women specifically retell their stories of like how they escaped from a killer how they like literally the one lady that like both of her arms got chopped up and like she escaped and she like i think she's still living but like the things that she did to get her out of that situation or like knowing like there are things i do that i just picked up from like um from true crime podcasts i just know like if i'm walking to my car i have my keys in my hand um, and like these are common sense that you can learn yourself, but like I'm aware that like at any moment someone could really legit try to kill me, like or try to take me or insert X. So I think that's what's really interesting is like humans are interested at a level of our own self-preservation. So it's like I'm gonna know what happened to you, and all the intricate details that I can find out that got you to that point. Not saying that they're the victim or not saying it's their fault, but like objectively that got to that point. So that maybe I don't recreate that. Or maybe I can learn from you if you survived or like, you know. So that's a big um, uh, element to true crime. And then this is the discussion that I'd love to have. Now we both participate in the true crime genre quite frequently. And there is this like world or this narrative of how unethical true crime is. and. The, the stories are sensationalized. The victims are made almost like characters in a story at times. Now, it's done right sometimes. Like, most times I think it is. I've listened to true crime podcasts specifically that just, like, kind of didn't honor the victims, kind of honored the perpetrator. It wasn't, like, I d it didn't feel like it was done well. But is there an ethical issue to having a level of entertainment in other people's murder? And I don't think there's like a yes or no answer. I think there's levels of it. But being entertained, that's not the word. I don't think entertain is the word. Being interested by murder doesn't stop. Not being interested by murder doesn't stop people from being murdered. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like even if no one paid attention and like is there a way to pay attention and honor the victims? That's why I really liked... Um, what was the Netflix series? It was the guy, uh, the Night Stalker. It honored, like, it showed his victims who they were. Like, it barely talked about Richard Ramirez. Yeah. It was the case that led, like, the events that led up to catching him and his victims and yeah. what happened to them and who they were before that. And I think that is so important in true crime because, like, that's what's important. Like, let's honor these lives that were taken too soon and, like, respect that. Yeah. But we can't help but that it's entertaining. I'll Be Gone in the Dark on HBO is also a really good yeah. documentary that talks with a lot of victims as well. It's the I Golden mean, that, State Killer. Yeah, that case essentially killed her. Yeah. Um, um, which is crazy to be that dedicated. I don't know if it's unethical. I think like it is important to remember victims and and like really respect them because like you said we are privileged to learn and and they they weren't uh they were put in a situation not 
because of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, but I don't think it's any different than, I mean, it is different, but I think it stems from the same thing of just, like, our inherent desire for gossip. Yeah. And just, like, storytelling and, like, I want all the juicy details. And, like, we, yeah, we're nosy. We want to know. Yeah, just for anything. Yeah. I'm a sucker for a good story. Like, anything. So, I think it kind of falls into that. And there's also this, like, level for me, and I don't know if it is for other people, but I try so hard to empathize and relate with the perpetrator. Oh, I know. I just wonder, because, you know what I mean? Like, they were also humans. And so, like, in some level, technically we could be capable of that, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's like... I, there's that curiosity for me too and I think that's part of it for everyone whether they think it or not because like you said like there are other there are certain platforms that really focus on the perpetrator and I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing but I think that is also important because it's like this person did this horrible thing that we can't imagine doing yeah but somehow some way they got there and they're not justified in doing what they did, but they were also a human yeah. who went through certain events that ultimately got them to where they were at. And I think that's, like, part of the curiosity, too. Well, also, it, it shines fractures in the system for the ones that, like, there are a lot of prolific serial killers and, like, notable or no, notable is not the word I want to use, but it's what I'm using, um, murderers, where it doesn't, necess- like, they had, like, traumatic childhoods or the, but at the end of the day a lot of people have traumatic childhoods and don't go one to kill so that's like the another element of curiosity of like what is it in you that made you do that but like this person who has the same life circumstances you know abusive parents uh, absent parents uh you know it's uh abuses in their formative years head trauma whatever um they didn't do it. So that's where I get interested in, like, where I don't have empathy for them in the sense of, like, that's not an excuse for what you did. And, like, you still have to own up to it. But, like, what if the system could, like, we know, oh, there's a fracture in the system here. Child protective services should have been called in this point, And then, like, maybe that would have happened. And, like, you can always do the, uh, what is it called, a Monday morning quarterback. But, like, essentially, like, yeah, it's, like, you can tell, hey, if your kid's, like, six and sustains a head injury, they need to be monitored. Yeah. And, like, sustains a head, a significant head injury and then their behavior changes because, like, over time and time and time again, like, Richard Ramirez, um, that's the only one coming up to mind. There's, like, six or seven that I know of. They got hit in the head really hard when they were, like, six, when their brains were still soft or their skulls were still soft or whatever. And so, like, and then they note, like, hey, once they got hit in the head, they completely changed. Like, it's, like, a completely different kid. Like, maybe we can, like, focus on that more. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't empathize with them. I try to empathize yeah, with them. Yeah. Or it's also, like, but you it, can't help yourself of, like, what made you do it? Like, yeah. What's the, 
what's the difference yeah i think it it all boils down to like curiosity and i don't think it's unethical i don't know if people should make money off of it that they're most i don't know if it's statewide or federal but like there are laws that say that you can't like a you cannot monetize your crime so like serial killers in prison can't get a book deal oh no yeah 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 no some can i think i think that's just statewide yeah which is so stupid to me i think anyone who writes a book about a murder or a true crime situation i think all money earned goes to the victim's family which isn't going to make anything better but like no one else should profit off of that yeah i don't know I don't know. It depends on the on the the motive. Why why are you doing it? Why are you consuming it? You know. What is it called? I don't know. Just check check your heart behind it, I guess. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people just want to make money because it's a multi-billion dollar industry and it's huge and it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, like I feel like in the past like 10 years now it really has always been like this i think for me when i started like when i graduated college and got into like a office job that's when i discovered podcast and so like if that's a great way to consume true crime is it yeah well that's the thing too it might have always been a thing but here in the last eight to ten years there's been so many more media outlets yeah and you can just consume it whenever you want so it's everywhere. Excuse me. I yawned. Oops. I'm exposed. Nodding at 730. <laughs> That's my story. That was nice. It's just, I just think it's, I just don't understand why it's such a thing. And it's so true. Like all the TikToks or like Instagram, like content out there. It's like me on my way to my nine to five listening to my true crime podcast. And it's like, gore. or like I've sat there before and like had a coworker come by me and be like, what are you listening to? Cause she was old and didn't understand it yeah she's like what are you always listening to it was like murder <laughs> she just kind of looked at me and i was like right, I'm, it's fine. <laughs> I'm done i don't want to do it anymore i'm done okay see y'all on the other side for a little bit of science bye hi everybody hello hi we're back and um, it's time for science talk I just, I know that we're not going to have transitions. It's going to be like, we're saying we're back, but we never went anywhere. Yeah, I know. Okay. Go ahead. But the, so what? <laughs> we're back. Whatever. We're back. In time. In time. Which is all that matters. Yeah. Our reality, we're back. Yeah. We're back. Uh, from the commercial break. From our sponsors. <laughs> all of them. Um, all zero of them. I didn't prepare a, like dialogue or powerpoint like i had in the past i do have a powerpoint if y'all want to go through it but i just wanted to chit chat about um angiogenesis (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea what that is angio angie angio don't tell me angia is not blood um cell you were right the first time. The beginning of blood, the creation of blood. So angiogenesis is the creation of blood vessels. Yes, thank you. Two years of med tech in high school. Love you, Miss Whiteside. <laughs> we used to do the um. I don't remember what it was called, but you may. I don't know if you know of this, but it's like a. We had to learn all of the prefixes and stuff for medical technology or terminology, and it'd be like 
gastro and then it would be like gas truck and it was a stomach turned into a gas truck and that's how you like would make it was like this whole way of learning what's it called oh hold on i'm pausing you what is it called uh, i hope you can hear me furiously <laughs> typing medical technology term learning system <laughs> i oh it's called something oh i bet if i called my friend rachel she would know because we had so we would have to watch these things and it would be like 50 turns we'd have one at a time and then we'd be quizzed on them and you had to like it's but i mean it worked i still know like one was oma oma and it was oh ma now picture it's tumor oh oma oh ma now picture your mom with twins two more tumor that's that's an interesting way to learn. I keep wanting to say Myers Briggs. You go ahead. I'll find it. No, it's not Myers Briggs. No, I know it's not Myers Briggs. What? What are you? We're the same. ENFP. Um, oh, I don't know Myers Briggs enough. I'm something. I think I'm INFJ. Oh, we're not I'm like the same. rare one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so rare. I'm not as rare. Angiogenesis. So, the formation of blood vessels. I just thought this was interesting. We talked about it this week in my cardiovascular class. And I didn't know, like, how your blood vessels are formed, one, at birth. But also, you can create new blood vessels as needed throughout your life. And... So I was just going to talk about what circumstances allow for blood vessel growth, where do they come from in the first place, and things of that nature. So, your blood vessels, they really originate from the mesodermal stem cells, which are present in embryos in utero, or in mommy's belly. And... From those stem cells come the cell called an angioblast, and these ultimately will form into endothelial cells which line your blood vessels. But these angioblasts, which are like precursor cells to your blood vessel cells that you have now, they are either destined to become a vein or an artery, and how they know if I'm going to become a vein or an artery is when you're forming in your mom's womb, if these angioblasts are supposed to be a vein, they stay laterally as you form. What does laterally mean? To the side. Yes. And then if they're destined to become an artery, they there's this stimulus that's secreted called VEGF, and the, art, the ones that are supposed to be arteries migrate to the midline of the of the embryo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So if you stay to the side, you're a vein. If you go to the middle, you become an artery. And then once you form, you're a functioning human being, all that, there are certain circumstances, you know, one, as you grow, but two, if you are exercising like crazy or if you're not exercising like crazy, your blood vessels have to adapt because... The main point of everything is 
supply the tissues with oxygen. Okay. That's like the main point of life. Like, not point, but like, that's the like gist. Your body is just trying to supply tissues with oxygen. That's it. For the most part. You do well, that. That's it. Right. You do that by maintaining blood pressure, by breathing in and out. Yeah. You breathe in oxygen, you breathe out carbon dioxide. And so, if you're exercising a whole ton, right, you're consuming in more oxygen, but you're, there's like a really, really high turnover. And so, say you only have three blood vessels supplying your kidney, okay, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you start exercising, your heart's pumping, pumping, pumping. Those three blood vessels can only, they can only do so much. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they can only carry so much blood. So, your body's like, hey, if this is going to be a thing, we need more of these guys. And so, angiogenesis happens. It's called, uh, there's really like two kind. There's sprouting angiogenesis, which is really what we're going to talk about. And basically off of one of those three blood vessels another one can sprout off the side kind of oh, like, like a, a potato yeah like if you leave a potato long yeah. enough yeah it's literally like that and so then your kidney or whatever can maintain oxygen supply because if y'all didn't know oxygen is carried in the blood by hemoglobin and so if you lose blood supply to a tissue or organ, it will die. Yeah. And then you have to get your arm cut off. Right. Or your toe. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, one time I was... I was about <laughs> to say, I bet you have a story from the ER with the toe. Uh, one time... Oh, wait. What? I know what you're about to say. Sorry. Go ahead. Don't say any names. HIPAA. No, I don't know his name. Oh, uh, I'm not going to talk about him. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't know his name because we're not breaking HIPAA violations here. No, I won't talk about him. Which that could be an alias too, but um, yeah. One time I was working in the ER and I I pulled this man's sock off and his toes came with it. Oh, was it just like gangrene or whatever it's called? I'm not sure if I should say the detail. No, I don't think you should. I don't want it. I don't think people can handle yeah, it. Yeah, we'll just skip over that. But, yeah, so, so he needed have, some angiogenesis. He needs the oxygen to your tissues. Yeah. He needs your toes. Yeah, and, and things can, like, in that situation, there are there are situations that can be detrimental to blood flow, like um, hypoxia. Don't know what that is. Low oxygen. Um... Because that's why people who get COVID have to have amputations. That's right. So people who have COVID, they're not able to get enough oxygen in their blood. And whatever oxygen is in their blood, your body is like, hey, listen, like we love the arm, but we don't need the arm. Yeah. We need the brain. So any oxygen that is that is able to get in you isn't really shunted to the arm. That makes sense. I was always wondering why it caught. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that and like hypothermia, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that causes sense. constriction of blood vessels. Um, not tourniqueting properly, that right. makes sense. Yeah. Um, you can become... The guy that had to saw his own arm off. 127 hours. You know my dad met him. 
I have said that really? before on this podcast. No, you I haven't. Bet you no, no, you I haven't. I think I have. No, I've never heard that in my life. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, he met him um, on a plane. Really? He was going to Dallas for work, and the guy was on the same plane as him, and he, like, recognized him from the movie. Mm-hmm. I, Not James Franco, the actual No, guy. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I was weird. I James Franco. <laughs> yeah, <you never> <laughs> I, I was thinking about that movie the other day, and I was thinking, was a rough could one. I do that? I couldn't. I don't need me. I'll just die. Truly. I don't know what I would do, but that's a... that's a. He had to cut through nerves. And bone. I, look, the bone, unfortunate. The nerves... Ow. Like, yeah, the scene in that movie is ridiculous. It, you feel oof. it all down. He didn't really cut through his bone, he just broke it. Yeah. Okay, sorry, we got on a tangent. No, but, I mean, there's... I don't have a lot to say, I but think I think angiogenesis would have helped him in that situation. No, because yeah. his arm was stuck. He was stuck. But but hopefully people are now aware and grateful that you have your body is constantly adapting. Yes. And essentially, I don't really want to get into it, mostly because I don't have a whiteboard, but. <laughs> Where's your whiteboard at? Basically. At home. Yeah. But you can. So, like, if you say you have those three blood vessels going to your kidney and you start exercising a lot and a fourth one and a fifth one sprout out, that can. I won't get into the, I won't get into the math, but it can, it can have an overall reduction in your blood pressure because there's more vessels for it to flow through. Oh, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were I don't know why I thought that would be bad. No, it's great. So the more you work out, the more blood vessels you create, meaning the more oxygen you your body gets, which makes sense because when you work out, your body's working at optimal levels because it can like it's like oh I've got plenty of oxygen for my brain, I'm gonna move it to my toes. Yeah, and like your body is always performing suboptimally. Most of the time. No, no, listen, listen, listen. So this is a concept that I really kind of didn't understand until a few weeks ago. But like you're you're operating on your normal day very suboptimally. Because if our baseline was this to keep me alive, what would happen if I got stranded on a desert? And was in real survival mode. You know what I mean? True. So we really do operate in a very efficient way normally. Because when we're put in high stress situations. We're able to operate at maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. And That makes sense. Yeah. So, so what about people who like, for example, struggle with anxiety. So like their baseline operations are already higher because of that. Like their so, blood pressures are already like high. Heart rate's already high. Naturally. Yeah, I mean, you're there's a lot going on with something like anxiety because it's not just it's not just the cardiovascular system playing. It's you have lots of um, epinephrine being released, which is causing the increase in heart rate. You're having a lot of cortisol released, yeah, um, because cortisol cortisol is meant to mobilize sugars in your body. Because if you're running from a bear, you need you need your blood sugar to be high. It would be really bad timing for your blood sugar to be low and you were running from a bear. So cortisol is released 
and it helps your muscles run. But if your cortisol levels are high all the time, which is common in people with anxiety, or it's really common in people that work night shift. Okay. Um, Because they don't rest. So cortisol is is released cyclically throughout the day. Yeah. And it's supposed to be suppressed at night while you sleep. Oh, and then if it's... But if they're awake, it stays up all the time. That makes sense. Because you've got to have it to operate through your day. So... Yeah, there's a lot going on with anxiety, really, but... So, if I grew more blood vessels, would that help my anxiety? I guess it's a two-way street. No, I don't think that... I don't think that directly plays into anxiety, but I think exercising does. What kind of exercising grows blood vessels? Cardio or strength training? Or both? Um, I'm sure both. I think, theoretically, doing some sort... Something to increase your heart rate, which if you're doing strength training right, your heart rate will increase. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, if you're if you're doing strength training, you're reducing the oxygen in your muscles. That's where lactic acid comes from. You go from aerobic glycolysis to anaerobic glycolysis, and you get lactic acid buildup. So, it either one really. Yeah. You can reduce you can reduce your oxygen. Which increases VEGF secretion. She showed me a chart that we're going to put. Um, I'm just curious. I can do this on my iPad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> you just got to sit there. The iPad. Because your life Cause is. Because my life is together. Your life is together. Yeah. So. Inside joke. We're not telling you guys. <laughs> TikTok. Oh my gosh. That was so annoying. I'm sorry. Um. I'm kind of done talking about angiogenesis. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> but also, I just Do wanted to say... Like the internet? I just wanted to say that I uploaded one TikTok, and it has, it has almost 5,000 views. <laughs> so we're basically becoming influencers if y'all want to follow us. Follow... That's probably going to be the only TikTok I upload, but... No, that's stupid. You should do more. That's I don't funny. have any... It was funny, but it wasn't me. It wasn't me. But I was just laying in my bed at my mom's house and watched that. And I was like, this is hilarious. We'll, we'll post it on um, Instagram so everyone can know for reference. Um, also, um, I'm doing a long-term experiment with all that. So stay tuned. With what? Probably Pop Science Season 3. With what? Stuff. What do you mean? Hang on. No, no, no. What are you saying? It's just a little taste of a teaser. What are you saying? Little... I want the tease. I, I just want... gave it to no, you. No, I want more. That's it. I really like it, and I want more. It's going to be great. Dang it! And now I have to do it. I just hyped it up so much. I don't know what that... That was a sneak peek of I don't know what. Okay, guys. Well, I am done, and I don't want to do this anymore, but that was fun. A good one back. It was long. I know. Madison, how do you feel? Oh, it was way too long. Uh, it was about normal. Yeah. All right. We're going to go... Um, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 B